Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. My name is Alex. It is April 11th, 2022, and I am excited because we have a lot of news this morning and we also have an event coming up. Yes, TechCrunch early stage is happening later this week, which means that I will spend most of Wednesday on a plane. I'm very, very excited. I have not seen my coworkers in so long I could cry. And also, I haven't seen all of you. So I'm really hoping to just see folks hang out and hopefully not get COVID. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Anyways, pack show today. Let's start with markets. Let's do it. We're going to start with markets today, which means that everyone gets some bad news. How much bad news will depend on your current asset mix. But here's the news. Stocks in Asia are lower today, especially in China, where inflation data came in hotter than expected. European stocks are mixed and American stocks are set to fall at the open, though, of course, we're recording this far in advance of market open timing here in the States. So if you own stocks, bad news. But what about eh, if you own cryptos? Bad news there as well. Cryptos are off single digits today and Bitcoin and Ethereum are off about 10% in the last week or so. So no matter what you own, it's a bad day. Well, it's a Monday morning in April, which means that we have Twitter news thanks to Elon Musk. Last Monday, we reported that Elon Musk had bought a huge stake in Twitter at the cost of nearly $3 billion. Shares in the company rose. Then Twitter announced that Elon would get a board seat in return for some conditions, including a limit on how much Twitter the SpaceX and Tesla CEO could own. I think it was 15%. This morning, that all came back to Earth. In a public statement, Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal said that Twitter told Elon that he would have to go through a background check and, quote, formal acceptance to get his board seat, and that was back on the 9th. Elon then declined the position. Now, precisely why Elon Musk has backed away from taking on formal responsibilities at Twitter is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. Critics of the tech exec are homing in on the point that he would have had to go through a background check, while others are slightly more sympathetic. Regardless, what a ridiculous chapter in Twitter's history, essentially wrought by a billionaire's whim. I would joke here that the episode is a good example of why dual-class shares might be useful to some public companies to prevent this sort of thing from happening, but that would just cement other billionaires in control, so I doubt it's much of a fix. Notably, Twitter has not given back all its Elon Musk-driven gains. In pre-market trading, the company is off only two and a quarter percent this morning, or really nothing, because the markets are themselves falling. So it appears that buying the news and then not selling the later news is the meme economy equivalent of buy the rumor and sell the news. Anyways, now Twitter's CEO can get back to work and get to work calming his staff after the last week's distractions. I guess the kind of end result of this entire affair is that Elon Musk was informed by the stock market that he can mess around and mostly do what he wants, and that Twitter is potentially disruptable by outside forces even more than we previously knew. Here's my thought, though. As a Twitter Blue subscriber, I hereby demand to be nominated king of Twitter. As we're apparently handing out titles to the company's financial backers, where's mine? Kicking off into big technology, we are going to start with Shopify. Now, the headline this morning is that Shopify is going to undergo a 10 for 1 split. Currently, Shopify trades for around 600 bucks a share, down from around 1800 at its peak. What matters now is that Shopify stock will be much cheaper for people to buy, and the company is going to convert some Class B shares that have 10 votes to Class A shares that have one vote. This will boost Class A voting power to around 59% from 49%. Now, that's pretty good, actually, because it means that common voters actually have a bit more power at the company, but there's more. I'm going to quote here from the company itself because I can't really improve on the language. Enjoy this. Quote, Shopify will authorize and issue a new class of share, the founder share, to Mr. Lutka. The founder share will provide Mr. Lutka with a variable number of votes that, when combined with the Class B shares beneficially owned by him, his immediate family, and his affiliates, 
will represent 40% of the total voting power attached to all the company's outstanding shares, effectively setting and preserving Mr. Lutka's voting power at that level following implementation of the proposal. This is what we call a coronation, I think, more than a promotion. Um, I've never heard of a share being invented that had a variable number of votes designed to ensure that a CEO retains control. But hey, it's 2022. Founder friendliness. All right, turning the page, let's talk about crypto in India. Don't forget that India's 30% tax on crypto profits came into effect on April 1st. Since then, what's happened? Well, volume of major crypto exchanges in the country has collapsed. According to Coindesk, the data reveals a drop of 72% on Wazir X, 59% on Zeb Pay, 52% on Coin DCX, and 41% on Bitbins. Or in other words, volume really has come down fast. The bad news doesn't stop there for the Indian crypto industry. However, TechCrunch reports this morning that, quote, crypto giant Coinbase has suspended support for UPI payments instrument on its app in India, making its eponymous exchange non-functional again for any purchase orders less than four days after launching the trading service in the world's second largest internet market. Yeah, that's not a very good day for Indian crypto, but there's more news, everybody. Finally, in the world of big tech, yes, we have a deal. SailPoint, an enterprise security firm, is going to go private in a PE deal worth $6.9 billion, or roughly 48% premium to its prior value. Big buyouts are still a thing, it turns out, and tech shops are on the block. But the thing is, SailPoint is not really like a wounded gazelle that's been brought to the butchers, kind of prepackaged. It's actually kind of a good company. It grew 31% year over year in the fourth quarter. Its ARR grew even faster. And if we look at its Q1 2022 expected ARR numbers, well, the company is going to sell for a 17.5x multiple. It's not that bad. It's pretty good. Not really good news for startups because that is also inclusive of a take private premium, but it does show that deals at double digit error multiples are possible even this year. Now, we've covered a bit more from the world of big tech than startups this morning because there actually wasn't that much startup news that I could find. I don't know if the surprisingly light volume of startup updates this morning is kind of a one day quirk or more indicative of a slowdown in what's going on. Something to keep in mind. Still, I did find something that I had missed and do want to talk about. Last week, Elvest raised a $53 million Series B. Now, the company calls itself a, quote, financial company built for women by women. And there's been some TAM concerns that yeah, fintech startups that are aimed at one particular demographic or another, and are they kind of aiming at too small a slice of the population? Well, women are half, and that's probably enough. And the company is doing quite well, it appears. It grew to $1.44 billion AUM, or assets under management, by the end of last year. And the company claims to have, quote, built an online community of more than 3 million women. So lots of folks, lots of money. And frankly, it raised eight figures. That's a lot of capital to run. And I think this shows that the consumer fintech market for VCs is not completely dead. Good. Well, we're running long, but I'm going to squeeze one more thing in because I can and no one can stop me. Shares of NIO, the Chinese electric vehicle company that went public on the American stock market back in 2018 and saw its value multiply last year, is off more than 9% in pre-market trading. Now, why? Well, CNBC reports that, quote, it suspended production due to COVID-19 related supply chain disruptions. Ugh, this is an oof out of 10. This is not good. It goes to show, I think, that the zero COVID economic impacts that China will endure will be just as large as the social impacts it is currently enduring. And if you don't know what I mean there, just go look at Shanghai. Anyways, that is our show. Don't forget that Equity is on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I tweet under the handle Alex, because that's my name. And uh, we're headed to San Francisco for early stage this Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, I'll see you there. All right. Bye.